We did wicked things, but they were necessary too, or so it seemed. Looking back, years later, I'm not so sure they were. And now I wonder, could I explain it all to Colburn? We're doing fine, I'm doing fine. We're doing fine. Book club edition. He's Robbie. And she is Lisa. And this month we read If We Were Villains by M.L. Rio. We did. So for any of you that haven't read it yet, the book follows a group of friends in theatre school. Mm -hmm. So the main character is called Oliver. Mm -hmm. And then we've got Philippa, Wren, Meredith, Alexander, James Mm -hmm. and... Richard. Yes. Now they're. Did you remember Meredith? I did Meredith. Okay, yeah. Just just checking. There's mm-hmm. so many of them. There there's seven of them, mm-hmm. and then one of them ends up dead. And then there were six. And then there were six. And the novel, um, is about them having to deal with that. It's both about them having to deal with that, and also a bit of a who done it. Yeah, it's definitely a whodunit. We follow Oliver and company as (laughs) their lives unravel. Quite literally. And I think think that's a quote that he says to Colburn, isn't it? No, um, Frederick, the teacher. I believe so. Yeah, it's like near the end and he goes, uh, Frederick's like, Oliver, are you okay? And he goes, we're all falling apart. Yeah. so quite literally they're falling apart so um that's your synopsis um that's how you're getting from us without spoilers so if you haven't read it now leave us now from now on there will be spoilers mm-hmm. um and we've got some um listener questions and all of that stuff so go read the book come back and join us then so from here on out spoilerific spoilerific so i think we need to just fill out the synopsis a wee bit for anyone that's maybe forgotten if you fired through it at the start of the month so obviously um richard um is kind of like a dick and is leaving bruises on people so they try and fight back during the um the halloween performance Mm -hmm. and then there's a big party after their first um their first performance of caesar at which point richard goes off the deep end like is hitting first years or, or third years or whatever yeah um he hit philippa right he hit philippa yeah fucked up so he storms off out into the woods and the next thing we know after oliver sleeps with richard's girlfriend that needs to be added um mm-hmm. richard is found by alexander floating because in the let's dock all kill caesar yeah so he goes and gets the rest of the group Alexander goes and gets the rest of the group and they all find Richard floating beside the dock. But he's still alive. So mm. what do they do? They just wait a hot wait second until he's out. dead. And I love the premise of the book of like, we didn't kill him. We just didn't save him. Yeah. And I think it's a very different... It's very... um, It's like a blurred line. Like It definitely is. Like, is there a responsibility to save someone? I mean, it depends on where you are. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah. I know in Germany yeah. there's a law where it's like you have a responsibility to try and save someone. Mm-hmm. I don't is, think we have that here. I don't think we have that here either. Dang. Anyway. And we just have the responsibility to not do a murder. And even then you guys can't get that right. Ugh, so I sorry. know, right? <laughs> it's so fucked up. Yeah. Um, so, Lisa, I don't know if you've had a look at the docket. I've put a bunch of our listener questions in there. Um, but I, I'd quite like to start with Jenny's question because it's one that really had me asking a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. So Jenny said, so first of all, Jenny sent me this a couple of days ago and she said she's not finished yet, so she better be finished before she listens to this. Um, but she said, what do you think of the script-like writing style for the dialogue? I felt that in theory I liked it, it fits with the theme, but mm-hmm. in practice it was a bit disjointed to listen to. Sometimes it was used and other times it wasn't and I couldn't see reason for changing it up. Maybe I wasn't paying enough attention and perhaps it would have been better when physically reading it. And it's something that I was going to ask you, Lisa, because it was really weird listening to it where it would say, seen so-and-so, and then it would sound like a regular novel and then it would go, Richard. And then Richard would talk. And then it would go, Meredith. And then Meredith would talk. And then randomly it would just change back to a normal, I said this, he said this, he replied, she replied. Yeah, I think it was weird. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I think like at some points, because I confess, I'm going to confess, I listened to the audiobook to get to finish it <laughs> um, <laughs> I do that often apparently I keep buying these books twice um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a big fan exactly which probably doesn't serve well for your premise of it seems disjointed <laughs> um, I think it serves it serves the style but it also is a bit confusing to the reader just because like if you're gonna do the bit commit to it yeah do the bit all the way Mm-hmm. Um, I wondered if it was maybe just to make it start like like each chapter start like a play and then it goes into a novel but obviously I've not got the physical copy so I don't know I feel like in the dramatic moments too they do the Richard, yeah. Oliver yeah. yeah, James I'm just trying to remember their names good lord there's so many of them <laughs> Meredith, Philippa, Ryan <laughs> yeah. yeah okay well I'll also say this mm. it definitely deterred me at first um, but also the characters deterred me at first because I found them to be a bit insufferable. Like when they I started, are... yeah. Sorry, on you go. I know. When I started the book, it was just like, okay, they're theater kids. They're gonna be the thing. And then, like the first like few acts, you're just like, your first few scenes, you're just like, oh, they're the insufferable type of theater kid. Yeah, they're all objectively <laughs> terrible. Like. Yeah, I really struggled. Just the constant quoting of Shakespeare makes them like... I'm not ready to talk about it yet. Okay. We'll talk about this later in the episode. But the one thing I will say is that I really struggled to get into this book until there appeared to be some sort of gay romance between Oliver and James. (laughs) (laughs) And as soon as that happened, I was like... I need to finish it. I need to know I can how it tell ends. Because that's the first time you messaged me about the book too. You're yeah, like, yeah. Lisa, do you see this too? Yeah. Like, am I just clinging to nothing, or is this deliberate? <laughs> <laughs> like I don't. Is it just bros being bros, or like? <laughs> no, it definitely seems more than bros being bros. Yeah, it was the scene in the bathroom. It was like his naked torso. It touched my chest, and I was like, "Oh, buddy, here we go." 
Oh, no, but it's just the fact that it was written by a woman, and we don't know how to write men without yeah. sexualizing them. <laughs> well, honestly, because, so, you know, it, the author goes by M.L. Rio, so I was like, I don't know at this time yeah. if it's a man or a woman. So I was like, is this just like a total straight bro being like, you yeah, bros, yeah, they're like the roommates, so they look at each other's dicks all the time, and they, they shower <laughs> together. And I was like, I don't know if I'm misreading this. And then I saw it was a woman, I was like, this is definitely queer. This, yeah. I, like, no... No women would be like, yeah, men must like touch each other all the time. Like that's what they're like, right? I feel like women have a bit of a better understanding of men than men do. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, there's no there there's no subreddits dedicated to the bad descriptions of men by women. <laughs> yeah, I love it so much. I like this question. Amy sent this question in. Thanks for joining us, Amy. Thank you, Amy. And I'm only going with it because Amy has used the same line that we used at the start of the book. Perfect. <laughs> so it seems like it fits quite well, okay? Um, so Amy said, uh, what wicked things do you think were inevitable? Um, and why do you think Oliver might have changed his mind over 10 years? I can't think of anything they did that was inevitable. I feel like most of the most of the stuff that they did could have been avoided by a quick... Hmm, actually, let's mull this over for a hot second. Yeah. Like, I don't see any inevitable wicked thing. Yeah, see, like, from the way he was describing it at the beginning of the book, I was like, oh, they're going to get, like, caught up in a weird theater kid mafia mob thing. Yeah, well, I was expecting maybe, like, like the way it was leading, I was like, oh, my God, Richard has raped Meredith. And yeah, something. And they killed him and, like, you know, trying to save her or something like that. But no. Y'all just got too drunk. Yeah, like, you guys, nothing was inevitable. You just shouldn't have been drunk and high. Yeah, and like, in, in my in, in my defence, I don't blame James. No. Richard was attacking him. Spoiler but do alert. I think he could have... Yeah, I mean, we've already passed that. We've passed that. <laughs> but do I think he could have called an ambulance? Like, Richard would have just gotten expelled. He hit him out of, out of self-defence. Exactly. Uh, like, so other that's the only inevitable wicked thing I, I can think of. Yeah. Everything else was just stupid. Also, while we're talking about wicked things, can we talk about Oliver's reaction to his parents saying they couldn't afford his sister's rehab and yeah, his that school? Was a bit dickish. I was like, what the fuck? Oliver and just his whole family. I was just like, my guy, just because you're from Ohio does not make them bad people. Yeah, like, I, every time he was like, I can't believe they're behaving like this. I'm like, I don't see anything wrong with it. Your sister is mentally ill. She has an mm -hmm. eating disorder. And you're annoyed that your parents are trying to... Oh my god. And then, like, when when she was like, oh, you should come to to dinner. And he was like, or maybe you should just eat my meal instead. Like, yeah, what I'm like, like, what the fuck? Like, and what he's not dick. even... He's not even like a child. He's like 21 at this point. Yeah. What the fuck? What <laughs> the fuck? And then like they're arguing because she's mentally, she's got an eating disorder. So he just packs up and leaves and tells his like teenage sister to leave as well. Yeah. What the it's fuck? Just, I mean. Maybe my I, family's just particularly dysfunctional and I'm just like, that's nothing. Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like I, I get it to an extent where it's just like, you don't agree with your family on a lot of things like he's obviously much more liberal than the rest of his family and like things yeah. like that or like he's obviously just in a different place and he like were they overtly religious i don't remember not um, that i've noticed 
Like, I get it. Every kid from Ohio that doesn't want to be in Ohio hates their family, but, like, goddamn. <laughs> he just hated how ordinary they were. Yeah. Which, like, fair play, but don't be a dick about it. Like, he figured it out in the end. It was fine. His parents could have offered to, like, help him call the school and explain the situation, and they didn't, which is a bit unreasonable of them to just be like, Yeah. Well, but then, you'll... but also, I wonder if, like, how much of that did we not hear? Like, Oliver's a dick, and I feel like Oliver would have been like, I'll deal with this myself because you're all so assholeish. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, his mum seemed really nice. I feel like his mum definitely would have been like, we'll call the school, we'll speak about scholarships, we'll speak about this, we'll speak about that. Yeah. And he probably went, I'll do it myself. Yeah. And then I'm fucking off to New York. Yeah, like, ugh. Ugh. But I think that's just, like, Oliver's an unreliable narrator, for sure. They all are. Yeah. Because they're all very self-involved people. They really are. Like, that comes out when they're discussing their flaws. Like, oh, no one's gonna think of me as side of my body. I'm just too gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. But it's like, what's your biggest flaw? Mm-hmm. I'm scared of being mistaken for only pretty. Yeah. Which, like, I get it. That was a good emotional moment. But it's also like, damn. If you, you truly don't think you have anything else to offer, apparently. Yeah. Like, this is a you problem. You have not cultivated a personality. <laughs> right. <clears throat> We've got a question from Amy. And thank Amy's you, asking... Amy. Yes, thank you, Amy. Thanks for joining us again. Um, Amy is asking... She's written a lot. I'm going to try and paraphrase it. She's basically asking, like, do we think the Delacour school and how they encourage the kids, do we think that is influenced what has happened um yeah I she's think got so. a... sorry yeah go. no sorry she's included the quote from the book um where oliver says actors are by nature volatile al creatures composed of incendiary elements emotion and ego and envy heat them up stir them together and sometimes you get gold sometimes disaster i think there yeah i agree with you i think there is some like when you encourage people to be so competitive Mm-hmm. And at that age, of course, it's going to sometimes get a bit violent. It's both competitive and especially by their fourth year, it puts them on a pedestal. Um, yeah. yeah. So they have these massive egos because they're the survivors. Yeah. Like the, the, they were the only, there was only eight, eight fourth years. Is that right? Because there was Colin as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I definitely see it. And having to fight for that place sort of thing. Exactly. So I think, yeah, I think the school definitely, like, kind of encourages this behavior in which they're like, well, we're the special ones. We're the ones who made it. And nothing we can do can be wrong to some degree. Like, the fact that they chose to let Richard die. Yeah. And I, that uh, Callum sent a question about that as well. So oh, we'll get into and- that once, once we've finished here. Yeah. Um, then I will stop my talkings about that. <laughs> Shush about um, that. But yeah, no, the school definitely done fucked up there. Yeah, but the, to be honest, like I don't know if there's another way to do it. I think they should just support them more. I mean, and like yes. I also find it very weird that nobody mentioned the fact that Richard was bruising them on stage. Like, yeah, that was really fucking weird. 
and they just decided to beat him up on stage instead. Yeah, that like was... that was so bizarre. Well, I think it's also because they're like engrossed in all of these dramatics. They're like, oh, like he can't get the best of me. It it has to play out like a drama. Yeah, ugh, exhausting. And also, Theater these people kids. have been typecasted to hell, so they kind of act within their typecast. Yeah, yeah. Like Oliver, the trusty sidekick who took the fall. Yeah, like, but but then you get um, James playing the villain at the end of the book. Exactly. And I was like... Meredith. No. Poor no. lady just sleeps with everyone. Yeah. Because that's her role, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Like, I fucked James just to see what the point of it was. Like, why you, you were so enamored with... Oh, my God. When James took Ren... Yeah. I was so angry. Yeah. I was so angry. Because I was like, James... You had me. I was yours until now. That's yeah. such a dark move. Yeah. Because, like, when she says yes, and then he just glares at Oliver, like... It was like it was payback, and that's just so mean. Yeah, yeah. Poor Ren. No wonder she had a fucking breakdown. Literally. Like, they're all... They're all just being the main character, and I'm like, sorry... Sorry, some of you guys can't. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, we'll get on to Callum's question. Mm-hmm. Uh, Callum's asked, do we think the fourth years are justified in not saving Richard? Um, and are they all or are some of them justified? And do we think the book would have been much different if Richard had lived? Oh, yeah. I mean, the book would have been so different if Richard had lived. Yeah. It wouldn't happen. Um, I think some of them are more justified than others, definitely. I think James, for sure, Mm -hmm. considering he was being mentally and physically abused by him, and same for Meredith. I don't understand Ren. Philippa, I sort of get, because she was, like, attacked attacked just outside. Yeah. Alexander, Ren, Oliver, not 100% sure they're... Yeah, Alexander was a weird one for me throughout the book. I for sure had expected that, like, Richard had been hooking up with Alexander. Oh, really? Yeah, I that's who I, I thought it was maybe Alexander had killed him because Richard had, like, decided he was bored of fucking a guy or something like that. I suspected for a minute that it was Ren, but that was just because the timelines were working up and she had a little bit of motive. Yeah, yeah. But. I don't know. I don't know. I... I don't think they were justified. I don't think anybody's justified in not calling yeah. for help. Yeah. And like, it's like it's was James like... justified in hitting him with a boat hook? Yes, because it was a very intense fight. And it was a, yeah, it was an act of self-defense. Yeah, but leaving somebody to drown and freeze to death in a, in a lake. Yeah, that's not cool. Like, that's premeditated to, like, sit on a dock and be like, let's give it a minute. Yeah. You're just sitting around being like, let's just watch the last gurgles. I just mm-hmm. like to watch the bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> bubbles, bubbles, bubbles. <laughs> it's a quote from Finding Nemo. You're welcome. And like, honestly, if I hope poor Richard was not conscious at all during that because good Lord, watching your friends just let you die. Imagine, yeah. I yeah. mean, to be fair, he was a massive dick to them. He was, he was. 
But that's a bit more of a comeuppance than I think he deserved. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was obviously, like... You, he was obviously going through something. He did not have any good coping mechanisms whatsoever. None whatsoever. No. No. He um, had sorry, no reason I, to act out the way he did, but... Sorry. I Go. just realised that we have basically just answered Chrissy's question. <gasps> um, so, uh, Chris has basically asked... Um, do we think um, James is justified in killing Richard and do we believe what he says as the whole truth or do we think there's more to the story which has now just like made me think like oh my what <laughs> I think there might be a bit more to the story like what because there always is Yeah. Okay. I mean like the way that Richard was like stay away from my girls like Bro, you don't own them. Yeah. But, like, they're all fucking actors who've been hiding shit from each other. Yeah. Obviously. They're and hiding stuff. It was when he, like... He, like, makes a, a gay comment about James, Alexander, and Oliver. Oh, yeah. And I wonder if James was maybe not quite comfortable with that. And that's what encouraged him. I'm sorry, if he's not comfortable back? with being at least a little bit gay, he should not be a theater kid. <laughs> Lisa. What? You can't say that. I'm sorry. It was Andrew Garfield and and Ed Hardy that were like that they were like, Oh, are you comfortable kissing men? And they're like they both were like, I went to theater school. <laughs> or I'm an actor, of course I am. Andrew Garfield, if you need to practice making out with men. Did you see the interview with Colbert? With who? With Stephen Colbert? No. Oh, they kissed. It was very cute. And like stunning. Yeah. And then they went in for because Stephen like they pulled back and then he went back in for another one and I was just like the only thing that's weird about this is the age difference, honestly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, he's just too old for him. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. It's so... not me making general as... I mean, it is, but... <laughs> <laughs> While we're talking about the gayness... <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Callum has asked about Oliver's love for both James and Meredith. Um, he said, do we think he loves them in the same way or in a different way? Um, and does he love one more than the other? Yes. Well, I think he fully, like, uh, right. So obviously I am biased, but I think he full on loved James and was pretending to love Meredith because that's what society told him he had to do. I think he loved them both, but I don't think he loved them the same. I don't think he loved Meredith like a lover. I think he did. I think he loved her like a lover, but I don't think he loved her really as a potential future partner in life. Like, if that makes sense. It was when James turned up at his house for Thanksgiving and they slept together, like just just literally just slept together. Um, and he woke up and James's head was on his shoulder and he was like, I don't want to move. And I was like, no, you don't stay there forever. <laughs> Love him. Yeah, like I think he loved James in a like in a more passionate way in a more I can't survive without you way which is obviously why he took that fall for him 
Yeah. I think he and Meredith, like, there's a thing where, like, you can be in a relationship with someone and love them. And all you have is good chemistry. And I think that's really what it was with Meredith. But I don't even know if it was good chemistry. But like, I think she had... was just the hottest, hottest girl in his class, and everyone was like, "You'd be crazy if you didn't." So he did. No, because like in the end, he went back to Meredith's, and he was like, "Oh, I hope it's our bed." Like after a while and things like that, but. Mm-hmm. True. I... But he's still enticed by James's letter that he left him. Yeah, um, and so, talking about that, Sam yes. has um, Sam has asked um, what we think might happen next since the ending is quite ambiguous. Uh, you go first. I, I, he's gonna end up with James. That I'm, that's all I know. Want I just need a sequel where he goes. Sorry, Meredith, I want James's dick. Because can I just <laughs> say, it was painful that nothing ever happened between them that we know of that we heard of. Yeah. Actually enraged. I mean, yeah, I think it was left ambiguous partly because the, I think the author wants to write a sequel. Um, oh, please do. Please <laughs> do. But there's definitely that possibility that James is alive. Um, I don't. I I don't want to believe it because I feel like he would want to be out in the world and have his name. Kn- known and things like that but i don't know i don't know if that guilt was survivable i reckon he's alive somewhere i think he faked his death and like took up a new life moved to rio yeah um yeah no i think i think oliver's gonna have a hell of a time trying to find him and meredith's gonna be like oliver come back to bed stop chasing ghosts (laughs) what accent was that you know meredith's american yeah that wasn't an accident accent that I meant. Like, it was just like a... Oliver, come back worried, to bed. It was just like a worried New York housewife. I don't know. <laughs> I enjoyed their attempts at English accents. Uh, the audible <laughs> narrator. Okay. So I don't know if we use the same narrator, but because I used Google Books or something like that instead of Audible for this one. And good Lord... The, the the voice for Richard. <laughs> so Oh Oliver, top. you absolute waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? And then Ren was just like, Oh gosh, I hope he's okay at the lake. Yeah. <laughs> I also just think it's funny because like Richard and Ren were from the acting family and like mm-hmm. why would they send their 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 kids to go to an American Shakespeare school? Well, because it's so popular, remember? I'm sorry, you live in England. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anywhere we would like I don't think there's any I mean obviously I've never looked into it, so I that's I'm never not even gonna finish I mean, that. Wherever Benedict Cumberbatch went, I'm sure would have served fine. <laughs> like Catherine Tate obviously went to some kind of school. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I do appreciate that they called their the their dorm the castle though, because it just like of course it had to be a castle because it had to be like Shakespeare and like True, true. I was like it, it just added so much ambiance. 
<laughs> Which we love. Yes. Some needed set dressing. Yeah. Okay, well, Lisa, that is all of our listener questions done. Woo. Fire through them. Uh, any, do you have any, any questions? Who was your favorite character? James. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a bit obvious. Mm-hmm. Who was your favorite character? Philippa. Oh, she was great, wasn't she? She was great, and she is overlooked, as, like, you can tell by the fact that we barely mentioned her. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's her power, is, like, she's often overlooked, so she can get away with shit, and she can be snarky, and she can be a little bit of everything. There's a quote that Oliver says to Colburn, isn't there, where he's just like, everyone overlooks Mm -hmm. Philippa. And then, and then regrets it because didn't. she's so indispensable. Yeah. Um, yeah, love that for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just love how she's like weird and secretive. Like, oh, yeah, no, the boy I've been living with for so long. And she, he's also wondering when we're going to get married. And things like that. <laughs> we're like, no, I'm not going to tell you anything about my family ever. <laughs> for all you know, I'm a street urchin. <laughs> Classic Philippa. <laughs> right, ratings out of five. To think about this one. Do you want me to go? I know what mine is. Quite comfortable yes. with mine. Three. Okay. Explain. Because I think it was well written. The story did hook me eventually. Um, I think the the layout was maybe a bit too dodgy in translation to Audible, which was why I couldn't really get into it. Mm-hmm. Um. I hated the characters, but I think that was very deliberate. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not going to, you know, it was still an enjoyable read. I enjoyed the story, and I thought the reveal of who the murderer was was very good. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to say three. I'm going to say 3.5. Oh. For much the same reasons, I really enjoyed it. But I was also just, like, listening to it while doing a puzzle, and you know what? Doing a puzzle can make a lot of books really much better because you're kind of doing something mind-numbing. <laughs> it was very easy to get distracted from this book. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I found out that when I... Also, they're t- just fucking constantly quoting Shakespeare, which I got used yeah. to, but, like, at the beginning. Stop I started that. this book, like, three weeks before I finished it. <laughs> yeah, this was one of the longest the ones it's taken. Yeah. Yeah, I literally, like, I read, like, the first scene, and then I was like, oh, no, Robbie. <laughs> They're the insufferable type of theater kids. Yeah, I remember you sending me that, and then we didn't talk about Book Club until about three weeks later, and I was like, <gasps> I think there's a gay storyline! <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, gosh, I need to catch up. <laughs> um. All right, well, do you want to announce next week's, next month's Book Club? I do. Alrighty. Well, I'll give you a wee uh, drum roll for you. Yes, please. Okay, so the, uh, oh my God, the first book club for 2022 (gasps) for January is going to be The Girl from the Sea by Molly Knox Ostertag. I'm excited for this. Guys, in case you don't know what this book is, because I didn't, earlier um it's a graphic novel yes so we're really like this this year we are just fresh 
we really are. We're just getting out there. We're starting new new stuff, trying new things. So, a graphic novel. It looks really cute. I'm very excited. So, guys, um, make sure to join us for January's book club, and. Um, get in touch with your questions, your thoughts. Um, it's much easier for these episodes to go when we have your thoughts to use instead of yes. just our own. Um, so if you are joining us, email us at wearedoingfine at gmail.com or like send us a tweet or a DM at WDFcast. Yes, please do. And tell your friends about the podcast. Word of mouth is our best way of getting new listeners. Rate, review, we subscribe, like all of that fun stuff. And send us suggestions. We always love hearing from you and hearing what books you want to read. We do, we do. Um, yeah, so that is it from us this month. So until next month, keep reading, reading fine. That's Shakespeare, right? Yes. Excellent. 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 Excellent.